And we are live, folks. <laughs> Welcome to the Tabletop Merchant Podcast. I am one of your hosts, David. I am joined, as always, by my favorite board gamer, my wife, Alyssa. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I want to give everybody an understanding that my house now, being that it is the month of October, is full of spiders and other scary things because we just recently decorated. However, that doesn't change the fact that when I walk into the bathroom, there should not be spiders. Like, we don't need to decorate and the bathroom. And creepy peeper eyeballs. Yes. And I went into the bathroom. Yes. And there's a giant, like, iguana in the bathtub, but it's not real, is it? It's a fake. Oh, that, that's all your mom. I know. She got our son It's a... like the growing lizard over, like, three <laughs> days. It gets, like, 66 times its it, size. It's, I don't know. It freaks me out every time I walk in there. Um, but... We are here to talk about, if you don't know, if you haven't listened already, we, we are Tabletop Merchant. We have a website where we sell wonderful board and card games. The website is? TabletopMerchant at gmail.com. No, that's, I got that's, it. That... No, you didn't. That's our email. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what's the website? And you were so confident that you got it right. No, it is TabletopMerchant.com. Everyone knows that. But I'm, glad, I'm glad that you brought up me. The, yes. <laughs> I, I do want to, now that you brought up the email... Great segue, Alyssa. I did that on purpose. You did it on purpose. We got a listener question or listener slash customer. See, I was getting slash awesome person. Yes. So we got a question that we wanted to answer at the top of the podcast, and then we'll get into the normal silliness of talking about what we've been up to and what's coming to the store and what you can look out for. So we got a question from Jesse from Washington, Alyssa's favorite state. That Love is that a, state. Yes. Um, and he asks us. He was wondering if we had a top five game list for playing as a family with our son, Logan. And kind of the criteria here is that the game has to be fun for all of us and not just for the kids or not just for the parents. Mm. And so we both made a top five list. We did not tell each other what we wrote down. So this is all true, not canned responses. And I'm going to find out. I think we'll probably be a lot of the same, perhaps. This is intense. It is intense. But let's start with, did you do any honorable mentions? Or how did you how did you come up with yours? Obviously, we talked about it has to be fun with the, with the kiddo and the parents. How did I come up with it? Yeah. Is that just the only criteria? Just it was fun and it was a quick play <laughs> and it kept Logan's attention. I don't. There you go. You, you think I know. way more into things I than I do. I know. All right, so did you have any honorable mentions that didn't make your list that you wanted to make your list? Because I had a couple. Yeah, I thought that would be my thing with the honor. You always steal my thor- my glory. Okay. All right, so what what is your first honorable mention that is not on your top five list? Oh, it hurts my heart, but super mega luck box. Not on your top five. Not yet. Not yet. Not but yet. It, well, honorable mention, meaning it's just a, a, it's just a, smidge. a slot down. So yeah, we've talked about Super Mega Lucky Box, Combo Bingo. We've played it a number of times with Logan and some other family members. Excellent game, correct? Yes. Okay. What's what's? Do you have any other ones or do you want me to do one? My other honorable mention is Dragon's Breath. Ah, Dragon's Breath. This is the Haba game where you have like the crystals in the... Mm-hmm. And you... Dex- it's a dexterity game. Quick, cute, colorful. Excellent. It's more... That's the only reason it's honorable mention is because it is more for the kids. Sure. But, you know, All it's right. a good game for them. It keeps their attention. They want to play it over and over again. So my first honorable mention is we play Downforce, uh, Ooh, but we play it. I forgot about that. Yeah. But this, we play like a modified version. We kind of play 
basically you roll dice and move your car, but we've added some like little tiny rules to it. And then we have the expansion maps where it's modified for David, not Logan. Well, <laughs> if it was modified for me, I wouldn't make it where I had to roll dice because I constantly roll ones, but it, it makes Logan crack up every time he I roll it. a one. Daddy He's... got snake eyes. <laughs> Daddy got a one. <laughs> Uh, so that's my first honorable mention. The other one is one that you can, I mean, you can take, I say time's up. It's a game where you, it's, it's like charades meets password, but you could just play charades. Our kid loves playing charades where everyone writes down, you know, uh, something simple on a card. Um, and then at that point you either, you know, act it. Everyone knows charades, but that's an honorable mention. I see you like. But thank you for defining it for us. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> Speaking of me going too deep down the rabbit hole on everything. All right. So let's get, let's go quickly through this. What's, what's your number five? My number five is Pharaoh's Gulo Gulo. Did I say that correct? You did. I'm like, I'm going to slaughter that. Yes. Yeah, so this is Pharaoh's Gulo Gulo is based off of another game called Gulo Gulo. It's just a different uh, theming on top of it. Came out in 2015, right? Oh, wow. Look at you. It, well, it's a Haba. Of yes. course it's Haba. Makes, they make excellent family games. They're, I, they're more primarily kids games, mm-hmm. but they're still fun to play. Mm-hmm. It's dexterity. It's very straightforward, um, but it keeps Logan's attention. Yeah, the dexterity component here is there's a bunch of colored marbles in a bowl. and you. When I'd you, call them more wooden balls. Okay, and on your turn, you move a certain amount of spaces, and then you have to take a colored wooden ball out of this this cup. Now, what's... Great for kids is they got tiny little fingers and unlike me with, you know, sausage fingers and they end up actually doing a lot better. That's why I like that game too. It may appear on my list. Who knows? <sighs> okay. All right. My number five, uh, speaking of dexterity, Haba games, Animal Upon Animal, the classic. This is the one where you're stacking wooden animals on top of each other. Again, it, it kind of does a good job. Any kind of dexterity game, and, and you may see some more on my list, is because there's a... Because the kids' hands are so tiny, and even though you well, know, it's hands-on too, right? And it's it's still there. There are still like strategies to it. Like, oh, you may want to stack this one because of the ridges on the this particular mm-hmm. animal match up with this one, or don't match up. And then in animal upon animal, you can pick. And there's sometimes you roll a die, like you, the monkey and the sheep don't go together, right? And the there's certain when you roll the die, there are certain things that you can make other opponents do. Like you have to take one of these and put it on. So there's some mm-hmm. strategy of like, okay, let me look at the let me look at the current layout. So there's some critical thinking. David, that, diving deep into kids' games. I know. I don't let kids get away with anything. <laughs> I think my nephew tried to cheat once, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, what? I'm like, I'm like, bro, we got to play the game the right way. But I'm just kidding. Everyone should just try to have a good time. All right. Number four. Go ahead. Number four. Carcassonne. That's my number four. No way. Ding, ding, ding. I did love, you look over my shoulder? I did, I did not. I actually moved it up because I forgot about it. And then I was like, I'll just do an honorable mention. But I really like playing no, Carcassonne. No, I like that them. one a lot. And he loves it. Yeah. He loves drawing out of the bag. He's funny with the bag. Most kids are like this. We're like, you cannot look in the bag. So he literally turns his head physically and closes his eyes. Like and, he's and, all the way across like And puts here. the bag all the way over. <laughs> okay, I'm not looking. I'm like, okay. you don't have to be so dramatic about it. I know. I love it. He's not cheating. I like it. So yeah, Carcassonne, excellent classic family game. It's where you're connecting roads and castles and what's the other one? I can't even remember. Isn't there a church? Yeah, there's like churches and stuff. That it's it's What's cool about the game is you're building out the map of the game as you go. Mm-hmm. It's a tile placing game, uh, placement game. Excellent uh, game. And he picked it up pretty quick. I was, I didn't think it would keep his attention for the whole game. And, and you may not get all the way through the game. My suggestion is just pull out a bunch of random tiles out of the bag sure. and maybe go half half seas mm-hmm. and just play it out. 
Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a good game. Like I enjoy playing it with you. So when he jumps in, it's it's even better. Uh, so that was my number four as well. <laughs> my number three, I'll, I'll quickly go. Pharaoh's Gulo Gulo, which was your number five, is my number three. I love that game. It's so good. Okay. I like it because it's like most dexterity games are stacking things, which will we already talked about with Animal Upon Animal. This one's different because you're like trying to pull something mm-hmm. out. Because there's this, I didn't think I mentioned this. There's a ball of wooden marbles and you're pulling them out of the, the bowl, but there's a stick that's sitting wedged in between all these marbles. So if you pull the wrong marble, the stick falls over out of the bowl and you lose. So you're trying to pull marbles while making mm-hmm. the stick stand up. Excellent game. Keep going. Number, what's your number three? Ice Cool. That may appear higher on my list. Wow. Okay. So like I said, I think these are all, a lot of these are going to be That was the like um, an original for him. Yeah. That I feel like it was from the beginning. He still goes back to it and pulls it out. And his niece and his cousins love it too. So it's a range and their age ranges for, from like four to eight. So it's good for everybody. And Ice Cool is a, another. It's another dexterity game. Flicking though. Flicking. You've got these little wooden penguins that kind of are like weeble wobbles. They mm-hmm. sit on their bottom and you flick them and you're trying to get them through this high school, ice school. Mm-hmm. One person is like the hall monitor. One's the chaser. Yeah. And they're trying to bump the other players where the other players are trying to go in between hallways mm-hmm. and get fish. And it's, there's different rooms. Like there's the cafeteria and yeah. I think there's like a basketball court, you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, my and that we'll just get on my number two is ice cool you're you're just wow. finished your number three so my number two is ice cool I, I think my favorite part of ice cool is that the the game is big but it's built so that it all fits into the box oh like, i love putting it away logan's like i got it i'll clean up like, no i'll get it it's so satisfying every piece fits like inside each other and then the lid goes on oh it's perfect it's like a uh those russian nesting dolls the like matryoshka dolls yeah the matryoshka dolls they like the the board is made up of a bunch of boxes and mm-hmm. then those boxes fit inside the next box fit inside the next box and so the whole game looks like a normal size game but when you get it all put out it's huge it's like a big big board the setup is just as fun for logan yeah because he loves matching the color which way do they go then i put the clips on it's excellent great. excellent game and it's it's it gets you up you know you're not sitting down at a table you got to kind of move around the table and flick the piece it's probably it may be it may be my favorite flicking game because it's straightforward and it feels like if i mess up i f- you can do some pretty cool trick shots too like because if you can get good at it, i know i'm always like trying to like figure out like how can i do a trick shot with this little weeble wobble penguin but the way that the the pieces are made, you can actually like flick it in a certain way where it kind of bounces over. That's cool. Anyway, I can't even with you. I know. I'm I'm a little kid. Sorry. What's your What's your number two? Rhino Hero. Okay, that's my number one. I figured your number one. I love Rhino Hero. I'll even take the the Super Battle version too, which is like a. That's Uber. a good one too. I picked Rhino Hero because that's what we play most with Logan. Right. He plays Super Rhino at Nana and Papa's. Yeah, Rhino Hero is, go ahead. What is another it? a stacking game of cards, and you're taking the Rhino, and you're having to, if the Rhino card comes up, you're having to move him up to the next st- level without yeah. it coming down on you. Think like you're building a house of cards. Mm-hmm. You Every round you put a floor card, which is like a, um, a vertical card, no, horizontal card, mm-hmm. sorry, horizontal flat card, and then you build walls. Mm-hmm. And then based on the roof you just placed... It tells you how you have to place the wall cards, and then sometimes you have to move the rhino, and it's it's the Jenga thing, right? It's uh, I know it's uh, great that like, we played with Logan, but we've also just played us with like 
oh yeah our buddies so it's it's a good it's just fun who doesn't like stacking a deck of cards it's fun Everybody does it. If you don't, get out of here. Get out of here. All right. Well, that was my number one. So what is your, I'm, I, I'm, let me think. Uh, number one, is it, what is it? I can't think. Of, is it Silly Street? Is it, is it like? Beasts of Balance. Oh, I totally forgot about Beast of Balance. Mm-hmm. He love that is, it's a fun game. That, it's seven plus, but I know he's, but he loves what, it. What is it? So people know what Beast of Balance is. I totally well, forgot about this. You might be better beasts. at describing it than I am. Well, it's it's basically animal upon animal, right? You stack these, they're plastic A pieces. A more advanced like, technology one, yeah. Yeah, so it's animal upon animal where you stack plastic pieces of animals on top of each other, but it has this electronic component where you're putting them on top of this electronic um, base. Podi- yeah, like a podium base. Mm-hmm. And you, it's connected to your There's smart device. There's an app on your phone. Yeah, and as you place an animal down, it pops up on the screen. Mm-hmm. So there's like this really cool, satisfying and you have like f- land, air, sea, different anim- types of animals. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then there's you can like mix, crossbreed the animals. So if you have, may mm-hmm. have like a bear and a and a eagle, and it makes a beagle. Or you can make, or you can um, <laughs> migrate them, can't you? Yeah, you can move like an air animal down to the land. Land, and then they, of course, need you know sustenance. air sustenance to survive. So you have to stack that upon it. Um, to so make there's, sure there's, okay. yeah, it's there's more to it than just like stacking. I totally forgot about that game. That game, there was a Kickstarter, and then they came out with a uh, some expansion pieces. More, um, more pieces, mm-hmm. and I think a subsequent Kickstarter, but I don't know if that ever really came to like true retail. That's a good. That's a. I, we need to go find that and get it at the store. That's such a good game. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about Beast Bounds. I would have. That probably would have been maybe number two. I still Slack. think Rhino Heroes. Slack and David. Sorry. All right. Well, that's our top five. I think there's a lot of games that we play with Logan where we just kind of modify the rules where we're just kind of playing. You can modify anything. Right. And if the artwork's really pretty, we'll get to a game later on that we played that we left out because we wanted to play it with Logan. Uh, but again, it's just, you know, just be bare bones kind of game. But I think mm-hmm. with most kiddos, especially his age, like you've got to find something that's got to end within 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes you may be able to go longer, but you're going to, there's diminishing returns. I think yeah. I think either the game either has to end or do a new round. That That's basically the biggest thing that I think. But as, and then of course the reading Right. There's a whole bunch of games that get unlocked when once kids can start reading themselves because then they can there's secret information that they mm-hmm. can keep where they can't do that if they're on their own. So I look for quick setup, quick play, lots of giggles. <laughs> of course. That's mommy's criteria. Well, thank you so much. Excellent question from our wonderful customer slash listener. And Je- if we forgot oh. any that in, if anyone's listening and they have some great kids games. Yeah, let us games, know. We're always up for new games to play with Logan. So, yes, absolutely. And thank you for the question, uh, Jesse, from Washington. And, of course, if you want to ask us a question now, here we go. The email is... What's the email, Alyssa? Oh, you're looking at me. Tabletopmerchant at gmail.com. You got it. What is it again? Tabletopmerchant at gmail.com. Great job. All right. Now that we got past the listener question... Let's talk about what do you, what, obviously we've been decorating for Halloween. That's been the most important thing that's been going on in our household. We take it serious. Our house is decorated and then we were at dinner and Logan said, we need more. Our son loves spooky stuff. And like most kids I would think would get kind of scared at like the skeletons and spiders. Think, and so, no, he's I don't all, think most. You don't think most? I, don't I was scared of it, but well. he's all about it. 
So other than decorating for Halloween and continuing, of, unfortunately, to decorate, we're going to, this whole house is going to be full Did of Did you say fake. unfortunate? Get out of here. You and Logan are no. crazy decorators, but um, it's so much fun. And it we is are fun. planning next year. I always add one or two. We haven't maybe even three things. Halloween. What do you mean you're p- next year? This is Halloween. <laughs> hey, YOLO. Exactly. All right. Well, what have you been up to, Alyssa? What's going on in your life? What games have you been playing? What's been going on? Oh, games okay so we've actually i'm proud of us we've done a lot this week we got a lot of gameplay done i've been hanging out with you a lot i know surprisingly Oof, it's been a rough week so what, what have you been playing uh, or i should say what have we been playing but go ahead mm-hmm. so what, what do you want to talk about first let's talk about rajas rajas of the ganges rajas of the Gange- ganges 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 <laughs> uh this is from Inca and Marcus Brand. We'll get to some more stuff about them later on. Stick around. Mm-hmm. I'll feed you baby birds. I'll feed you baby birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is from published by R and R Games. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about it, and then tell me why you love it, or if you love it. You can't remember? No, I love it. Because sorry, no. Well, what is it? Real quick, if you had to describe it, do it- your best. We'll, we'll get. We'll get so much better. Go. I'm not technical like him, so when I think of it, I just think of it's a dice drafting. No, you get the dice, you roll them, and use those as your workers, right? To play some. Yes, it's a worker placement game, but you have mm-hmm. to pay with dice. Dice are kind of like the currency. The currency for yeah, it to pay to pay to go to a particular uh, worker placement action. I just love that there's two tracks, so you got to kind of balance stuff going on, and it's. If you have that urgency race feeling for it. Yes. Like you cannot slap a do. Is that <laughs> a word? You can't mess around. You can't be uh, getting all cattywampus. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. So you were talking about there's two tracks. So normally in, in these Euro style games, there's a victory point track, right? And you're trying to get the most victory points. Whoever has the most at the end of the game wins. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit different. So there's two kind of victory point tracks mm-hmm. and they run... Uh, I guess not parallel to each other, but um, they run opposite of each other. So as you move up one track, you're getting closer. You're you're moving in the opposite direction of the other track, and the game, the game end is triggered when your two trackers on those two tracks pass each other, and then whoever has done that usually wins. Or if two people do it in the same round, whoever's gotten f- furthest from those two markers wins. So you have like a money track, and then you have a fame track. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to balance those two things in the game so that you can pass your two markers past each other and trigger the end of the game and hopefully win. I usually like to go up the river. That's usually my, my game because when you get to that top of that river, man, that's a lot of points going on up there. You start cha-chinging. But this time I did a little bit different. I filled out my board more. Yeah. So there's, in addition to the worker placement spots, you've got a... Uh, a, a boat, player, a little, yeah. you got a little boat that's going down this, of course, the Ganges going mm-hmm. down the river. And as you move down the river, you get bonuses. And if you move all the way down the river, you get bigger and better bonuses. Mm-hmm. And then in addition to that, you've got your own little player board. You're like Providence. And throughout the course of the game, you're buying tiles and you're placing them on your Providence board to get bonuses and get um, fame points and get markets that get you money. So because yeah, the whole border of your the whole border of your player board, once you connect a road to it, I guess you'll call it a road. Like Carcassonne, you're trying it to activate yeah, something. Yeah, you're doing tile placement, trying to connect roads to mm-hmm. roads and then connect those roads to bonuses. So it's got 
this game for has a, a lot going on. Yeah, for a Marcus and Inca brand style game, they're traditionally known for like they they cut their teeth on kids games. That's how they got started, and they've had you know they we'll get into them. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> do a designer spotlight on them, but. This is, this does feel like a lot <laughs> when I I played this with my gaming group and the first thing they joked about was the board the main board is first of all it's gorgeous it's what go ahead no yeah no I was gonna say that board there is not an inch yeah that's what they said like I think a shout out needs to go to the artist whose name is Dennis Kohasen yeah he does a he... lot of design he does a lot of artwork for a lot of board games yeah he's wow. excellent. Yeah, this board is every almost every square inch of the board is used in a way for either a worker placement spot or a some type of track or something. Like there's no wasted space. And we were so the gaming group I played with, they were like, so what okay, this tree over here, this is empty space. What are they using it for? I was like, actually, that little village right there is it for the expansion? They're like, Of course it is. Like, it's crazy how much yeah, it's it's but it is I will it is when you look at the board, it's overwhelming. Like the first time you see it, you're mm-hmm. like, "Whoa!" There's all these tracks. There's... But it's also eye catching. Yeah, it's beautiful, very colorful, mm-hmm. and of course, the dice in the game. We talked about they're kind of like the currency you spend. You have to go to a worker placement action, and then depending on the mm-hmm. dice, you have to spend a dice to to activate that action. And the dice are all different colors: blue, green, orange, and purple. So you've got all these bright dice. It's it's a gorgeous looking game. I love the balance of it. I'll end with almost end with that because I we've played we played played a lot and I always feel like we are within two three four points of each other. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's tight. It's very tight gameplay. And like you said, because you're trying to get these two markers as soon as you can to pass each other because mm-hmm. you'll trigger the end of the game and likely win. If you're usually the player that does it, you usually win. Like you said, there's this tension of a race. As soon as like you see that other mm-hmm. player's marker kind of make the bend getting closer to the other. You're like, oh my gosh, I got to hurry up and do everything I need to do. And the game does a good job in the rule book explaining like dice are your currency and they are the fuel that you have to make sure you do not run out of dice. Otherwise, you're going to have to spend an entire worker placement action just getting a dice. So for you. Yes. Playing recently, two player with myself, your favorite gamer. Yes. And three player, right? Yes. It was three player with the, yep. with the guys. Yep. Um, what did you prefer? Um, I think I, I don't, honestly, there's not a ton of player interaction in the game. No. Uh, I th- we could block. Yeah, there's more blocking, uh, definitely in a three player game. So maybe that's, I think that's actually depends on the kind of person. Me personally, I like openness in these types of games and Euro style games. I, I, pr- I appreciate like not as much blocking. I prefer who can be the most efficient at this mm-hmm. engine we're making. But in that three-player game, definitely, like, there are certain worker placement spots. Like in most worker placement games, there's certain spots that are clearly more important and more valuable. And so turn order matters a lot. Like, you want to be either first or second in a three-player game. Like, going third, you're gonna you're just going to get whatever's left over. Mm-hmm. So in a two-player game, there's less of that because there's like usually at least two spots that are very valuable. So I think I prefer the two, but that's probably more mm. about the gamer I am. If you like something that's more tight and more, um, I don't want to use the word cutthroat because I don't get that feeling from this game, but um, more disruption in your plans, that's probably the best way to say it, then I think three or four would be excellent. Uh, we have we have the first expansion, the goodie box yes. one. First of all, I love that it has like a magnetic clasp on the box. Like it's <laughs> little things like that that I get like, ooh, it's silly, but... Uh, and it adds a couple, it's got like a, um, module expansions, which I think may 
be my personal favorite style of expansion because you can kind of mm. pull stuff in and maybe you don't, maybe you like this, but you don't like that. Whereas in other games that have expansions, they add everything. Mm-hmm. You either bring everything in or everything Nothing. out. And this game, you can add a little bit at, you know. And so when I played with the guys, it was their first time playing. So next time you'll add the expansions? Probably. Okay. Or we'll never play it again. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I, I they both really enjoyed it. Um, They're more, they're not adverse to Euro games, but I think it was like, the the when we when I put it down they were both like oh how long is this going to take to teach and then you know I think it's one it's it's like a lot of Euro games it seems really complicated because there's everything has to be kind of laid out in front of you but then once you take one or two turns you're like okay I get it it all mm-hmm. clicks so for me this this may be my f- we'll get to the like I said I keep teasing the Inca and Marcus Brand stuff the designers but this may be my favorite game of their designs uh, no, I don't believe that. Huh? I don't believe that. You don't believe that? Okay. No. All right. It's uh, a good game. It's an amazing game, actually. Yeah. So if you haven't had a chance to... Pl- if you like worker placement, if you like anything like dice placement games mm-hmm. or stuff that kind of puts dice with like worker placement, like I even think of um, Champions of Midgard. It has like a dice component mixed mm-hmm. with worker placement. It's just super, super, super fun. It's easy to learn. It seems overwhelming, but it's it's a ton of fun. And it's got that race component like you really enjoy in viticulture. So oh, yes. Anything else you've played? More. Uh, we played Fleet, the dice game. Yes. Holy moly. <laughs> we played it before. We just like, it was old, you know, we brought it out and played it. And, yes. um, well, it recently came back in the available and back in print. So it's been a little while since people have been able to get their hands on it. But so we played it just the other night. Fast playing game. You only got 10 rounds. And I love my I love knowing the rounds. Yes, you do. So tell me a little bit about the game. I I want you to describe it. No, you've got to get good at this. I want you to describe games. Go. If you had to describe <laughs> Fleet the Dice Game, what I kind of I want you to make a fool of yourself. No, you're not making a fool of yourself. <laughs> but what kind of game is it? Well, it's a roll a roll and write. Well, they the listener might not know. You know. It's a roll and write game. Roll, what does that mean? A roll and write game. So you take your the dice for the round that you're doing, you roll them, and then you mark off on your your player sheet, allocate the dice to what you want to do that round. Perfect. Was it's, that beautiful? It was. What makes what what makes this game special for you? Oh, the combos. <laughs> Y'all, it's yeah. like it might beat the combos from the clever series. Cause it, yeah, it's pretty good. I'd be able to like, oh I do this. Oh wait, and David just be like, just let me know when you're done. Yes. I'm I'm a big fan of the 25 minute turn just because it feels just it's something so satisfying about like and then I do this and then that lets me do this and that lets me do this and that lets me do this and you're like okay and, he, and oh wait well hold on I got another thing yeah the the game you're trying to uh, essentially it's a it's it's based off of the game Fleet another mm-hmm. board game where you are sending out boats to pick up fish mm-hmm. and then sell those fish for coins yeah, standard kind of thematic ties with fishing yes but in this game you're you're rolling dice and you're drafting so everyone picks a dice and then whatever dice that was left over everybody gets to pick that one everyone uses that one as kind of a community so do you pick a dice just because you want that dice taken from your opponent yes hate drafting as mm. it is so called yeah oh we don't ever do that oh, i don't david does, <laughs> and it always bites you in the butt that's yeah, true you're always like why are you looking over at my board i'm like oh speaking of the boards I like this little, there's, a you know, little things that I appreciate. So on the little um, sheets that you fill out, it literally says, what's your name? 
And so you can either write your name or write your fishing company. And then it says date. Do you like that? Because we put it on the refrigerator. Yeah. If you get a high score in this household, you put it on the refrigerator. I think we have one on our refrigerator from like years ago. We have a welcome to where I like crushed it. I don't know what the number is, but I'm not going to say on the podcast because it's probably low compared to everybody else. The ones that David always crushes it at stay on the refrigerator. The other ones disappear. That's weird. That's odd. But I I like that it has the name and the date. That's that's like a little. They didn't have to put that on there. I just like it. Oh, we were joking that the insert comes. <laughs> so the insert comes with <laughs> space for pencils, but they don't give you any pencils. Yeah, so we had to use our own pen or pencil. That's fine. So it's it's just funny. All good. But I will, the player sheets. Um, they are a little overwhelming at first. Right. Like, yeah, it's the same thing as like Raja's. Like you look at it and you're like, oh, MG. For a roll and write, I'm like, yeah. Whoa. Compared to like the clever to, games. Yeah. Yeah. But then you start to go and you're like, okay, that's fine. I got it. Um, Alyssa, when we, the, I remember the very first time we played this, Alyssa started marking instead of left to right, up to down. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, all the boats are up and down. So I thought the coins went up and yes, down. Yes, I know everyone to read left to right. <laughs> I'm teaching our son that right now. But <laughs> but it's, if you if you like any, any of the roll and rights, welcome to the Clever series. Oh, well, again, bringing it back to Inca and Marcus, if you play a St. Malo, mm. any of those Roland Rights, I think th- me personally, this may be my favorite of the Roland Rights because... Because it's crunchier, as it's you would not, say? It's, it's not crunchier. There's more going on. Definitely a lot more. You got to... There's a lot more like... You have to remember, okay, I activated this bonus late earlier on than in the game, so you're, there's a lot of like... Once you play this game a few times, you internalize all the bonuses that the certain um, ships give you. Do you? Well, you try to. Uh, and I think that I think that's why I enjoy it so much. Is it, it, not just the combos, but it's just like by the time you finish, like you're in the ninth and tenth round, you're just like this awesome fisherman. Like you are just bringing in like just nets and nets of fish, and you're getting all these coins, and you're getting all these bonuses, and it's just. You feel really um, powerful by the end of the game. And I always like that about good Euro style games is like the last two turns, you're just mega turns. You're just like Uber, like, oh my gosh, I could do so much. Although I also do like those games where you never feel like you can do everything. I don't know. I, I do. I really do like this rolling right a lot. This is, like I said, it may be my favorite of the that, that, that series. Mm-hmm. I like the clever stuff, but sometimes it feels... Be careful. Not a, not, Tread lightly, I know, sir. I know you love those games. Mm. Sometimes I feel like it's not enough. And maybe just even this fishing theme. I love the dice, too. The dice are really cool in this game. They're not just wooden dice. They have little, you know, crabs and swordfish on them. And it's just cool. I don't know. I, you know me. I'm all in the theme. I'm like, I'm going out fishing. Not that I would know the first thing about it. <laughs> I would never go out fishing. What would you get? You, 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 clever series versus this. Oh. What do you think? Um, which one's higher? Clever series. All right. Well, all there's right. three. Three against one. That's not fair. <laughs> a gang and up on my love for game. for yeah for those games. You do love 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 those games. Yes, um, I do. So I played um when the guys were over. I played a quick game of Marvel Champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played as Wanda Maximoff. Wanda Vision, or as I say, Mama Vision. Yeah. So we got Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, and I was Spider Man, and we went against Green Goblin. No, was I Spider Man? Yeah, Spider Man, and we went against Green Goblin. We won. Then we played the harder version, and we still won. So. Tooting your horn. No, it, was, it was fun. I, I really, really enjoy that game. Mm-hmm. It, it's I love cooperative card games, Arkham Horror, 
uh, Lord of the Rings. And this one is, it's Marvel, so it's excellent. For some reason, I, I, I play this one with you quite a bit. I like this one too. I feel like I can get on board a little bit more with Marvel Legendary. Oh, like the legend, the deck building game. The de- yeah. No, I agree. I I think you would like the Wanda Vision or the mm-hmm. Wanda Vision. See, now you got me saying it. Uh, Wanda <laughs> Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, because uh, I think you just like her as a character. Yeah, right? I haven't played with her, so maybe we'll try yeah, that. It's very very good. It's a good game. It's a great game. It has like a if you play because we also had the the Quicksilver deck. We didn't play with it, but that's her brother. That's her and brother. If, yeah, I know. The, you don't okay, need to. Know. You don't need to mansplain it for I'm me. Not, I'm not. I, you are. I like you. That TV show, WandaVision, <laughs> like. Hook, line, and sinker. Like, she loves it. But if you have him in the game, she gets some bonuses and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, we played Marvel Champions as well when we played Rajas of the Ganges. And then the other game... The that last we... one we played, more of like a family party, yeah, we went party over, game. Yeah, we went over to my dad's. He had some friends mm-hmm. in from town, and they are not board gamers. Like, they... Like, I think we've even been told, like, don't try to bring a game over. <laughs> like, they're not. But I know my dad's friend plays poker. He's a big poker player. So I I decided we should bring, um, you, you can tell me not to bring a game. That's fine. I don't I, even know why you ask at this point. I, know. I, I really I'm, don't. I ask her. I'm like, do you think I should bring a game? She's like, if I say no, you're still going to bring one. I'm like, well, I mean, a deck of cards isn't a, isn't I don't a game. Want you, I don't want you guys as the listeners think, I'm not, I don't like games. It's not that. It's, you just have to know your crowd. That's true. So, what did we bring? Since he's a fan of poker, what game did we bring? Skull. Yes, Skull. Excellent it, game. Yes, it's straightforward, quick, fast, fun. My uh, understanding is that this game was originally because it's it's okay. If you took poker and you like distilled it down to just the bluffing component of poker, mm-hmm. like there's no like you, odds of like what cards com, you know combination of cards you have mm-hmm. which is where you know you see the same like people are like poker's all luck it's like well then why are the same people at the championship table definitely not luck. right there's there's percentages and yeah all that stuff but skull is entirely just the bluffing component you have a hand i think actually in the originally like i said i thought it was a game based off in a bar because mm-hmm. it's you have coasters mm-hmm. there's, you get four coasters three mm-hmm. of them have roses on them, and one of them has a skull. And all you're doing is you're putting them face down and you're essentially calling a challenge on how many on the table you think you can flip over without it being a skull, including the trick here is that you have to flip over all of the ones that are in front of you first. So the the bluffing part here is, I is, let's say I call a challenge and I mm-hmm. say, oh, I can flip over three of these coasters between all the players, starting with mine, and let's say I have only one, I can. I think I can flip over three. And you say, oh, because you have to up the ante. I can flip over four. But since I said three, you're like, well, David's probably not that bold. He probably does have a rose. Because he, he, you don't want to say like, I could flip over three. And then it's like, go ahead. And I flip over mine first and it has a skull. And I put it there. I'm the one who put it there. I yes, know sir, I put it But there. I know you and you are bold. And you love <laughs> to bluff. We were trying to teach Logan. We were like... <laughs> lying's not okay but in a game it's okay but then i was like wait you don't want to like lie in a game because that would be like cheating i was like if it's bluffing i was like it's really difficult to teach a four-year-old so the second we got there he's like we brought this game it's about lying and bluffing but guys it's not okay in life to lie (laughs) it's just okay because they're having fun tonight at the table (laughs) so we played we played a round of skull and i think it went over really well no i think it did and 
Did Lou win? Yeah, Lou won. He was the one that's the poker player. Of course he won. He's a poker player. He but acts all cool and He's calm. like, oh, I don't want to, mm. you know, sure, I'll play. And then he's like, okay, how do we play? Mm. <laughs> then it I, was good. Yeah, it's it's the artwork on the coasters. It, it, like I said, it's such a simple game. Like, I, like it was originally a bar game where they would just mark the back of... All good things come from... <laughs> come from the bar. Uh, the... <laughs> I was going to make a... Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, so it, it, it's very simple. The components are obviously very simple, but they do a really cool, uh, art, artwork on these coasters. It's kind of this, it's gorgeous. Um, Dia de Muertos, mm-hmm. like Day of the Dead, it's super, like even, um, our other friend that was at, she's like, I'm going to make a, I'm going to take a picture of this design cause I want to make a mosaic of this. This looks she's so cool. very talented. Yeah. She does like mosaic glass stuff, yeah, right? Very talented. Yeah. Stained glass mm-hmm. stuff. So she took a picture of it cause she's like, this like, is this, way. This t- is inspiring me. Yeah. See, that's how good. See, I love board games. Just mm. even the artwork from board games inspires other people to make things. This is also a very good thematically appropriate October game. Yes. We got skulls look at you you it's rubbing off on you yes yeah uh, (laughs) you didn't even know you chose a game see i I don't mind decorating like the outside or front of your house or maybe like a small location in your home when it's like all over your house it's a little strange but i'm not gonna you're being dramatic it's not all over the house i'm not gonna die on this hill so i'm just gonna let it happen because you think Halloween's bad. There's one right around the corner that's even <laughs> Thanksgiving? No. It's a big one, Christmas. You He's know. always like, this is where it's rated off. How many bins and tubs am I going to have to get down from the attic? Yes. Don't you worry about it, hon. And she's always like, oh, every year. I, I consolidated. We only have like eight bins now. I'm like, eight that you consolidated? <laughs> I'm proud of my consolidating. All right. Well, so, oh, two other things I wanted to bring up that I've been up to. I, I, today I went and watched, uh, the first time back in a theater, went bright and squirrely, so there was nobody at the theater. We went and saw uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage, which was very good. Um, I do enjoyed not the, ruin anything for uh, anybody. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Excellent. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I liked the first one. I'm a, I loved, like, I remember getting the Maximum Carnage comic books back when I was a wee kid. And so just seeing Carnage and Venom on the big screen is so cool. We're just, we're so spoiled that we get to enjoy all that. And I finished Marvel's What If, speaking of, you were talking mm. about WandaVision. Um, also very good. So check both of those out if you are a Marvel fan. Just, they got Marvel stuff coming out the wazoo. It's wow, so I, good. I feel like my unrelated board games thing is like what do you got? child's play compared. Y'all, we had, I took Logan for just a spontaneous fun. We just went out and had... Had dessert today when I got a treat. <laughs> just went out and got dessert today. <laughs> because we can. Yeah, of course. And we went to this new place that just opened in town. They, um, they're originally from um, out of Florida. Okay. So Florida to Las Vegas. That's a that's a journey. Is this, it's called Yo Nuts. Yo Nuts. Y'all. They have, what is Yo Nuts? Okay. So you can either, they bake, they, um, bake donuts. So they have mini donuts, which is just like one or two bite pops. So you don't feel bad about it. <laughs> so they you have, have like three or four of them. <laughs> That's a personal choice. Yeah, of course. Um, and they're just a regular size donuts, and then they have ice cream. But what they're known for is take the ordinary and make it extraordinary of and smash it. So what so, is that? This is what you do. You take a donut. Okay. They cut it in half. All right. Pick your ice cream, put that on it, and then they put it in a hot press, and they press it together. So- And they- fr- 
they fr- they fry the two ends of the donut with the but how does the ice cream not does it come out like dripping it looks like a twinkie kind of like a pancake twinkie so the ice cream's got to be really frozen right like well, yeah, I'm sure. It's not like soft, not even close to soft, because it would just melt, right? So, Sir, I'm not done. Oh, <laughs> okay. The, I thought we were done. Keep going. No, you take it out of the hot press. <laughs> Go ahead. And then you, you put your toppings on it. Of course. Why wouldn't you? So um, we will be going back. What did you guys end up getting? You just got you just you well, couldn't go that. You we're gonna go- be going back for that. Um, someone else got that, and they're just like, "Oh, this is so good." Logan just wanted the mini donuts. Yeah. So we got the mini donuts. And Work your way up. Work with that up. comes a, a scoop of ice cream. He didn't even touch his ice cream. I think he took two bites of it. Right. Um. Yeah, but it it, it was very, very good. I got a mini donut, so I was happy. I, he so- brought you the three eyed purple people monster mm-hmm. eater. Yeah, donut or what? It was good. It was just a little cute little donut. It was good. Tasted good. I mean, it's a donut, so I'm not gonna like, you know. It was a donut, so it was good. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. And my threshold there is, is the floor on a donut's pretty, pretty high still. All right. Anything else that you've done non-game related that you'd like to bring up before we get into all the new stuff coming to the store and what to look out for and what's coming? I think that's good. I mean, obviously, I've been decorating. David, <laughs> let everyone know. <laughs> Uh, by the way, my son's already singing Christmas carols in October. He think he started in September. So again, we are we are on point here. We don't mess around. Um, all right, so let's get let's get to what's co- or what's new at the store. What you can buy right now at tabletopmerchant.com. We've got some new stuff that we want to talk about that came to the store. The first new game is called Mini Rogue. It is from looks like it's uh, new designers. Paolo De, De Stefano and Gabriel. Um, I I always feel bad because I get these names wrong. It's probably Gen Gen Gendron, but it is a roguelike dungeon crawl, almost like a card game. You have room cards where you move your character along this room, and you either have like traps or monsters that you're fighting. It's my understanding it was originally a print and play type of game, like almost like a like a solitaire game, mm-hmm. and then they had a Kickstarter, and now it's come to retail. Um, I love like roguelike video games. I love that style of game where you keep going through like a, um, I forget the term what it's called, but it's uh, not computer generated, but it's it's changing every time. I, I mean, I'll remember the term once we get off this podcast. Um, but it's it's the nine cards get laid out and you can go you know up or down but you're trying to get to the bottom right of the nine three by three grid um, and there's four different characters to choose from but yeah, they're all the classic you know like there's the the crusader there's the wizard so you've got different um, different ways you can play different replayability it looks like something that has a lot of game in a small footprint which is always good and mm-hmm. um, what I read online is it says 30 minutes, but a lot of people say it takes a little longer and you can kind of increase or decrease the the difficulty. So looks really cool. I like the minimalistic artwork in it. It looks, it's just, it seems really clean. That would be the term that I would use for the design. Mm-hmm. So this looks, this sounds like you. Yeah. Your jam. I, I, I love the big dungeon crawls. Like last mm-hmm. week I said, I was going to read the rules to descent. I got Have about you? three quarters of the way through. Here's the problem. And, and let me. I played Descent 2nd Edition a ton, so I'm rereading the rules, and there a lot of the stuff is the same. There's some new wrinkles to mm-hmm. the rules, but it's hard to read like the same rules that I've already... So I'm like, all right, is, I want to see if there's anything different, but I don't want to miss anything. So, Are anyway. you highlighting? No, I'm not highlighting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Put me on blast over here, highlighting my PDFs. All right. 
the next new thing at the store is a RPG. It is the Zombie Side Chronicles RPG. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the core rulebook, the GM starter kit, and the mission companion book. Cool thing about this. So I always try to I try to introduce RPGs to my buddies that are more board gamers. They're not really interested in the RPG component. What's cool about this is you can take all of a lot of the tiles and components from the Zombie Side board game. Mm-hmm. They're little miniatures. They can be folded into this game, so you have more of a tactile thing to Multi, look at. Multitask, multi-purpose, right? right multi-purpose. Um, so I think that's if that sounds. If you like Zombie Side, if you like that, you know, mm-hmm. surviving an apocalypse of zombies, and you're looking for an RPG, and you already have like pre-established com- little figurines that you already have, like I said, the miniatures or tiles, all that stuff is supposed to be folded into this. So it looks really interesting. Next one is The Loop. This is from Pandasaurus Games. We talked a little bit about it last week. Yes. So we'll keep moving on. Whirling Witchcraft from AEG. We had a bunch come to us, and unfortunately they got damaged during transit. So they are. this one is not available on the store, but we should hopefully be getting some more soon. And I'm disappointed because, of course, we're all about the Halloween. They brought the witchcraft, and it got someone put a hex on them. So we'll have more, hopefully. It happens. Uh, also, we talked about this last week yeah. is a, go ahead. 10. We talked about that last week. Yeah. 10, um, from AEG. Mm-hmm. Looks like a little, uh, simple card game where you're yes. trying to not bust. Um, the next one we haven't talked about. This one I'm excited about. Yes. This one is from R&R Games. It is called Witch Stone. Mm-hmm. Witch Stone. It is from designers Martino. Um, again, I apologize for butchering this. Chiachera? I think that's pretty good. And then. The next one, I think you won't butcher this one. No, Reiner Knizia. Doctor. Oh, sorry. Doc- Reiner Knizia. Sorry, Dr. Reiner Knizia. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> so this is, when I was looking over the rules, okay, when I, I've looked at some of the gameplay stuff and, and looked at the pictures, the first thing I thought is like, one, Alyssa's going to love this game, and two, how was this not designed by like Stefan Felt? Because it's one of those games where you take an action and then the action you take triggers another like separate grouping of actions and then you get points for all of this like it's all points out like you do this not not so much i guess it is combos but it's like the the base mechanic of the game seems like you have these two hexagonal tiles mm-hmm. that are attached to each other and you, you're placing them on your player board and you activate those two actions that you place it feels more like linking to me right You've got a player board and you're you're placing those hexagonal 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 tiles. I think that's the term. Hexagonal dominoes or two two pieces. And if you place it next to any other domino that you previously placed that has that same symbol, mm-hmm. then you get to do that action multiple times. Like you said, linking is a good term to use. You're trying mm-hmm. to link all of your dominoes, just like in dominoes. So you get more and more actions. But as you do th- those actions correspond to the main board, which Oof. then which lets you move things and make trail like they're all these little mini games or not mini games but different things that you're trying to do like one you're trying to build like on the side. almost like tr- well it's like you're building routes on ticket to ride and then there's another one where you're moving a passenger along it's a witch moving her closer mm. to the witch stone and so th- each one of the actions you're triggering it, it feels like trajan trajan has like six mini games okay. wrapped into a bigger game and yes. that's a stefan feld game so that's why it felt like that so yeah I think it's it sounds great. I, I'm looking at the pictures of the board. It's stunning. It's very eye-catching, stunning, and 
it's thematic for the month. I'm very excited. Yes, yes. I, it is interesting. I, I wonder if they I, they have to time that, right? These well, games have been designed for everything's probably... timed. Movies are out. I mean... But yeah, I wonder how many more like Witch and... I mean, we played Skull, so I shouldn't complain. Yeah, I don't know if I picked that. Well, endless. Endless, endless. So that is Witchstone, so check that out. And uh, 11 turns, so you know when it's going to end, Alyssa, your favorite thing. Love it. Uh, another new game that you can pick up, it's actually an expansion, is for the Dungeons & Dragons adventure games. Yes. Which is, a, there's a group of those, uh, Legends of, or Legend of uh, Drizzt, I'm going to say the name wrong. I'm not, a, unfortunately, I'm not a big D&D guy. Um, there's, uh, oh God, I forget the name of that. I played that adventure game. They're actually really good, these Dungeon & Dragon. They're like dungeon crawls. Mm-hmm. And this is called Ghost of Salt Marsh, and it's an expansion. We have the standard edition. My understanding is there's also a premium edition, which has painted miniatures. Mm-hmm. Our store will just carry the standard one. Um, but if you love those games, you can add this, and it adds more variety, more characters to play with, more baddies. Always a good thing. More to, is always better. Well, especially in dungeon crawls. If you can... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, be careful. Uh <laughs> Anytime with dungeon crawls, you can add more enemies. So that, like, when you turn the corner, it's a new set of bad guys or mm-hmm. a new grouping you of tiles. You love dungeon oh, crawls. I love that stuff. Yeah. Oh, the Are you next ready? one. Yes. Guys, get ready for this. The next thing that's at the store Dave, now. Dave's like a kid in a candy shop. With the next thing, the Meeple's upgrade <laughs> sticker com- or sticker upgrade sets. Oh man, they are very cute. So yeah, they're very cute. We talked about this. Was it a couple weeks ago? No, it was last week, right? Because they were on their way. I don't know if we talked about it on week one or week two. Anyway. It has to be last week. I don't even know anymore. So these are uh, from a wonderful maker out of, I think it's Peru. Peru. And he makes stickers that go on your wooden meeples mm-hmm. for a whole list of games. So think of all your Euros that have wooden components like mm. Viticulture, like Feast for Odin, Oof. Dinosaur, like uh, Dinosaur Island. Um, we've got, oh, I'm just going to pull it up. There's so many. I can't. Yeah, oh, we, we, we ended up getting almost, I think... The David, majority of, we, we went ham. Yeah, you you told me go get go get all of them. Um, <laughs> Draftosaurus, Scythe, mm-hmm. Everdell, Orleans, King Domino, Clank. Ooh, Orleans. All of those little wooden components that you're using. Now you can put this sticker on that has this really fantastic artwork of the little you know the little animal or the little worker, and they're they're front and back. So when you wherever you're sitting on the table, sure, you're sure. going to see. Go ahead. I just think it's David learned something today what? when he was. Oh. He, he was um so we, i stickered our viticulture, viticulture yes um which i very much appreciate it's one of your favorites yes. yes so thank you for doing that um he's so cute did you know that the piece for the tasting room is a table i thought it was like a like a pergola or an awning have you never something. been in a tasting room no, before I'm not sir that pinky's out i am not, not that sophisticated connoisseur of is that wine? what you say yeah connoisseur of wine i don't think i've ever been to a vineyard have we ever gone to? I don't think we've gone. I to have. <laughs> I know you probably have been my, to yeah, Temecula. You guys used to do that trip. My schmancy bestie. Yeah, I've never been to a vineyard, so I, no, I have not. I've only been board game wise. Have I been to a tasting room of wine? Mm. But no, it's. I just found out. So like the sticker, it like adds like you know legs of the table, and then the top <laughs> has like a checkered, you know, uh, tablecloth. And I'm like, oh, it's a table. And she's like, yeah, duh. And I'm like, I'm still excited. I'm not gonna let you bring me down. But these these stickers, okay. So I got a couple of pro tips because, like so I said, so I was gonna say, break down. Let's break it down. Um, like rating of how easy it is to put them on. Like okay. if you have to give it a rating. Okay, so this is my and tips. Okay, pro tip one: find yourself some time. 
It's kind of funny to say pro. You've done it once. Well, okay, that's true. Okay. Well, I will say this. So I, I, I get, give yourself enough time. You don't need to be doing this while you got other stuff because it's going to take a little while. And what the point is, you do it once and you're done. It's, you know, it's done. Was right? it relaxing? Like when you paint your miniatures? It felt like that. It's very, you want to put on some headphones, listen to some ASMR. That's what I do. Or you can listen to some like lo-fi music, you know, something to mellow you out, right? Something chill. So put that on, get in the zone. It's very like cathartic. You should just be focusing on this little, you're just putting this little stick. You're adding life to your wooden meeple. You're, you're giving this person, this little meeple, of, he's got a name now and they have all different artwork. It's so cool. It's, I love these, these. And then once you have them all done, like I got all the orange player done of Viticulture and I was like, you're home guys. Look at all these workers. I'll be honest. I want to play it tonight. I know it looks excellent. These look really cool. The decals are really well done. They're cut very mm-hmm. well. My pro tip would be, and the only reason I bring, I'm not a pro by any means I'm putting stickers on. So, but I watch a lot of the restoration videos on yes. YouTube. I don't know why I find them satisfying where someone will take like, a 1950s toy or a 1970s Star Wars yeah. X-Wing plastic, and it's all mm-hmm. jacked up and nasty they got at the pawn shop, and they get rid of all the yellowing of the plastic, and then they, they bring go bring it on, to its glory. Yeah, they bring it back to like if it was brand new out of the box, yes. and they do all this restoration to it, but one of the things that they have to do is they have to go get the stickers, the original stickers, and they put them on, but what I mm. notice when they do that is they take the sticker and they put the edge of the sticker on the end of a... Um, X-Acto knife. Like an X-Acto knife. And then you, you you put your elbows on the table. It's kind of like a painting suggestion. You put your both elbows on the table so that you Is have... That to stabilize your body? Yeah, so you're not shaking like you. We talked about... <laughs> wow. <laughs> you said it the last week. <laughs> and you just, you, you just take your time, right? It's going to take a little time. Because again, my point is, just do it right the first time and it's done. But it they look so great. I mean, I, I can't... Like I said, we've got five tribes, the expansion Ooh. for five tribes... Stone Age, the little the little uh, cavemen. Oh, it's so cool! It's making me want to bust out all these oldie but goodies. Tiny towns and the meeple stickers are for both sides. Isle of Cats, all the root you could do for the expansions for root, the base game, Lost Ooh. Ruins of Arnak. It has these little Indiana Jones, and, and the list goes on. Oh, it's and Agricola. Reason- it's just amazing. I, I, it's hard. Raiders of the North Sea, Paladins of the West Kingdom, Architects of the all the West boom, Kingdom boom, stuff. Yeah, so. Check it out. If if you want your games, like they're, again, their tagline is like, we don't make stickers, we make a brand new gaming experience. Like that's that's all me, man. I Like I said, I want to name my workers. I want them to have a personality. I want to know they have a backstory. Like it's awesome. Games are all about immerse, getting yourself immersed in a theme. I think so. Diving into you know, the, that world and just enjoying it. And it pops. The The artwork looks great. So if that sounds like anything that would interest you, check it out on the website. We've got all that stuff up on there now. Again, that's Meeple's Upgrade uh, and all ooh, their, ooh. their various different sticker set upgrades. Uh, next one, new at the store, is a game called Hero Hockey. This looks kind of like, uh, kind of almost like a retheming of Clask. It's got, it's a... I always think of like, not air hockey, but it's a game where you're trying to get something into the other player's goal and mm-hmm. you have magnets underneath yes. this little table and you're moving your player to kind of whack a, a hockey puck into their side. Mm-hmm. So I think like air hockey, but with magnets. That just, Yeah, that seems like a fun icebreaker kind of just... You're speaking of like games fun to play with kids, that may be. But mm-hmm. it, yeah, so that's that's hero I, hockey. I want to do the next one. Just uh, I want to introduce it. Please and do. And then you can discuss it. So what's it. the next new game at our, at our store? Galaxy Trucker. Yes. Bye. Bye. Vladl Shavadl. Did I say that right? <laughs> Vladl Shavadl. I love saying his name. Yes. So this is a, two, it's a remake. Well, not, 
I always remake, reprint, refresh. Re-implemented. Refresh. I, I don't... It has brand new artwork. They did change... So this is a 2007 design. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... It's it's definitely more streamlined. Okay, so in this game, you are... <laughs> the first part of the game is in real time, you're flipping over... You're taking tiles from this like main group to yes. build your ship. And then... Once you build your ship, and you have to do this in a certain, it's time constraint. You're trying to go as fast as you can. We played a game similar to this uh, called Tumult Royale. Remember, you're like trying to grab tiles from the center, and you you can only look at one at a time. And if you don't want it, you have to oh, put that it can back. Be dangerous, right? You're like all grabbing from the same pile. This <laughs> is a chaotic first part, and then you build your ship, and then the second part is you hope that your ship because you're deli- you're a galaxy trucker, so you're delivering things. But as you're delivering things, your ship's getting blasted apart by different, um you know, uh, asteroids, different, different hazards basically run into your truck and you're trying to survive, but your truck, your, your galaxy truck is just getting jacked up the whole time. And it's hilarious to watch. Cause you're just like, you think you got it all together. You're like, okay, I put this on and this on, so I should be okay. And then some hazard come by and just totally wrecks your truck. So some people don't, that, that is not something that a lot of people like. I find it hilarious and fun because mm-hmm. it's kind of the theme. But some people are like, it's not fun for me to build something and then spend an entire s- phase of just watching it fall to pieces. It's mm-hmm. not particular, and it feels random. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the things that they did in this game is they made it shorter, which may ultimately fix that problem. Cause it's, if something feels really random, some people don't mind if it's like, ah, well, we'll just play again. Right. It was random. It went, didn't go my way, but it's, it's not a five hour game or it's not an hour long game or a 45 minute game, but they kept a way you can play. My understanding is it's three different uh, games in a row, kind of like a, and they all kind of flow together. Okay. So if you want that longer style game that was more akin to the original printing, um, then you can play that way. Okay. But that's awesome. The the new artwork again. I know it's all subjective. Everybody has their particular, mm. you know, what's what looks good to me doesn't look good to you. But I think the artwork looks cleaner and nicer. It looks like I said a refresh on it. So uh, if you hadn't picked, it's a classic. Vladoshvatel, you were like, that's code names, right? And I'm like, yeah, he's making all these kinds of Mage Knight. Galaxy he does. Tr- it's like code names to Mage Knight. Yeah. Mage Knight's a beast. And then you go Galaxy Trucker, which is like a crazy yeah. real time game. So check that out if that sounds interesting. Uh, next one that's new is Saloon Tycoon. This is a second edition. This is from. It's now being published by Van Ryder Games. Yes. And uh, the last one that we'll talk about that's new at the store is from Pandasaurus. This is a set collection combo style card game called, what is it called? What's the game called? Yes. Do you have it? Wild Space? Yes. I I was trying to make sure you're paying attention. I am paying attention. (laughs) There will be a test. No. um, Wild Space, like I said, it's a, uh, it says here, tactical card game in which you're you aim at combining your cards effectively, and each time you add a new card to your collection, you reinforce your crew. The artwork alone looks really I think the artwork is yeah, it's like these, it's amazing. Like, it's like cool animals in space. Like they're mm-hmm. all astronauts in space. So the, the artwork alone, it's got almost like a, I guess it's is cell shaded, I think is the term. It looks like that to me. Some of the video games that I used to play have that kind of that cell shaded artwork. Get you hoity-toity with all your terms. Hey, it. I'm just trying. Hey, it's a it's an audio medium. I'm trying to explain I it to you as best. It. I'm trying to explain what a picture looks like. Okay, close your eyes. It's a cell shaded panda in an in a astronaut outfit. Um, but I I the 
set collection in games and like combo. Like you, you have you, us. You have us. We're we're there. <laughs> it's just like awesome. So here you go. So if that sounds interesting, check that out. That's Wild Space. You can see uh, more stuff. I think we may even have a how to play from one of the YouTube videos online, so you mm-hmm. can check that out. Um, so that's that's some of the new stuff. We've also got some older stuff that is now uh, back in stock that has either not been around for a while um, or is we it's, every time we bring it in, it sells out. What's the first one? Abyss. Yes. This is your boy, Bruno Cathala, Five Tribes. Oof. Your Seven Wonders Duel. Oof. His game, Abyss. This won mm-hmm. a ton of artwork, uh, awards for its amazing artwork. So that is back. Uh, it's been gone for a little while. Mm. Uh, the next one is from Rio Grande Games. So we have Race for the Galaxy, but now we have the Roll for the Galaxy, kind of the dice version of it. I, Race for the Galaxy was one of the first games I played when I got into the hobby. I, I love that game. I did not know that. Yeah, it was Race for we played Race for the Galaxy, and then we also oh, played... Oh, I played with you? No, you played San Juan. It's I was like, ki- I didn't... It's kind of this... It's it's that... It's it's just so good. Anyway, Roll for the Galaxy is the dice version of it. That's the one that you've played. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Next one is Aftermath. Uh, this is a adventure style game. It's it's in the same universe as uh, my understanding. I haven't played it. It's of the Mice and Mystics universe, um, which is more of akin to like a a kids game. Not a kids game. I was. It's it's still a really good game. It's a almost like a dungeon crawl, but it's it's got like it reminds me of the Fifeful Goes West kind of the Mice and Mystics. Um, and this is set in that same universe, and it's got that storybook where you fold out the book, and mm-hmm. that's the. That's the map. That's my yes. understanding of it. Oh, next one. What's What just came back in print? This is one of Alyssa's jams. Go ahead. Dragon Castle. So Dragon Castle is a abstract strategy game. I love abstracts. Yes, and it has a the Mahjong style mm-hmm. tiles in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you've ever played like Mahjong on the on the computer back in the day, or if you like any of those kind of abstract strategy games, you're, you build out this... I mean, first of all, the tiles in this game are insane. I would say components, just everything. It's just satisfying this game. They're clicky. They're nice and they're heavier than you would think. And you you build up this kind of play area in the middle and you're taking tiles off of it and you have your own little player board. But when you take tiles off, they have to be... From the the exact level, right? The first one has to be on the the top level and then you have the same same style tile from Mm -hmm. one of the edges. And then you're taking those tiles and building little castles mm-hmm. on your player board. And then you can cap those castles to get points. It's very, very abstract, right? It's Mahjong. But if you dig any kind of abstract, like if you're a fan of the GIF series, like I think of Yench, Oof. any of those types of games, I mean, I'm there. Dragon Castles. Really cool. And it's, it, it plays really well at two because they've got different map configurations for the tiles. Yes, so it plays do. really well at two. We've played it at three and four. Excellent. Um, Speaking of like stacking tiles and 3D elements, we've got Catan 3D. These boxes are huge that this Catan like, game comes in. Go big or go home with the sword. Yeah, like if you're a fan of Catan and you want to you wanna show <laughs> out, like get Catan 3D. This box is huge. Like if you have a weekly Catan game night. Like Vita Lacerda would be like, that box is too big. <laughs> <laughs> no, these, it, so it's, it's, it's the classic game Catan or mm-hmm. Settlers of Catan if you're OG. Don't roll a seven. Don't roll a seven, that robber. Don't get that robber. Yes, of course. But these, the tiles are really nice. You've got mountains and you've got even like the roads, like, you know, in the, the game's very, the original game's very minimalistic. I mean, they just, they went all out on it. So we're just, everyone's just kids at heart. 
Yeah, you all went Toy Factor, right? And it's so cool. And I've always seen, because we got a little bit into the 3D printing game. We bought a 3D printer. We 3D print some stuff. But I remember seeing like people like painting, like making their own 3D, you know, Catan sets, and they get really intricate. But I'm always, I was always like, oh, maybe I'll print that stuff. But I'm like, how am I going to keep all this stuff? But that's why the box is pretty big for this Catan 3D. It stores everything. I appreciate everything. that you thought about that. Yeah, I didn't print it. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going to put this? So yeah, like I said, if you wanna if you want the ultimate Catan experience, Catan 3D is your jam. And Catan is one of those ones where we whenever we like break it, I'm always like, yeah, this is this is good. Like it's just simple, it's fun, it's excellent game to introduce to anybody. So that's Catan 3D. We've got a lot of Dominion stuffs coming back that has been gone for a while. One of the expansions that's coming back is Dominion Adventures. We've got a few of those in. Um, Dominion's just excellent. It's the granddaddy of deck building, but it's just, it's just, we play it so fast. We play that. I know. That's we, like our, we're like, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. Mm. It's just so fast. And then, you know, there'll be this moment when someone will do something. It's like, Hey, what are you doing? Don't mess with me. It's like, Oh, well, my card messes with you. Why? I'm in the middle of something. But I got my engine going. I know it's, but we love that game. Dominion, any kind of expansion that adds little wrinkles to it is fantastic. And you know, they're, they're coming out. They just announced like there's another expansion. That game that's like the hundredth expansion. So Christmas. Um, speaking of some expansions, we also got in stock the 1910 Ticket to Ride expansion, which does a couple things. One, if you play the original Ticket to Ride, the train cards are like little tiny mm-hmm. cards. Yes. These ones are full size cards. I think alone, that's like uh, please. I don't want the little tiny train cards. I want the big cards. But it also adds more destination ticket cards because if you play if you're if you're ticket to ride like us you know when Alyssa builds her track from san francisco or wherever you're like i know what i already know what destination you have so i'm gonna have to go over there and block you maybe that's all i think about maybe that i just play it no you have a (laughs) still trap brain memory yeah i just know i already know the route so when you when when you get this expansion you get a whole bunch of more destination tickets Mm -hmm. and it's just harder to read that you can't you can't really tell as much where people are going to go. So mm. we have that. And then also 1912 expansion for Ticket to Ride Europe. So kind of, oh, you okay over there? You don't like Ticket to Ride Europe? <laughs> You're yawning. No, just kidding. Giving you a hard time. But same thing basically for Ticket to Ride Europe. And the other big thing uh, that came back in print that we have copies of at the store now is the Agricola All Creatures Big and Small Big Box Edition. Agricola. Yeah, of course. Big fan of Uwe Rosenberg over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we've played a ton of Agricola, I have not played Agricola All Creatures Big and Small. However, what I Mm-mm. understand is is that they t- they took a lot of the the card play out of Agricola, and it's it's more streamlined. It's the it's the farming and the animal husbandry, right? You're 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 breeding animals. Hey, take it to the next level. Well, I think it's just it's it streamlines it down to that smaller version because my understanding is this is like a smaller edition, even though it's called the big box edition. Because it's I love when de- designers do this; they cut they're like, okay, I have this really great game. I need to make a more streamlined version. Okay, we got it. Here's a streamlined version. It's a two player only mm-hmm. version. And then they're like, okay, so it's real simple. And then like six months go by, they're like, uh, here's an expansion. Okay, well that like doubles the playtime. Oh, here's another expansion. So now you have to make a big box edition of this simple game. I just always. So we're back to Agricola. Anyway, <laughs> I just, it's it's a good game. I, I It's Uwe Rosenberg, so you know it's going to be. If you like that style of game, it's up your alley. All right. So now 
coming to the stuff that will be arriving quite soon. Coming back? Coming back or soon to arrive. We have two games that are upcoming reprints that'll be at the store. I would say probably by the time, maybe a week from now it should be here. Bear with us. A lot of the shipping has been delayed recently on mm. on on the on the carrier side of things so uh just bear with us but we did want to give you kind of a heads up as to what's coming one game that's been highly highly asked for that's been out of print for a little bit of time mm-hmm. probably because the movie comes out on october 22nd are you excited oh my gosh when we went to go see venom they had a trailer for it which i already watched like three times but then i got to see it on the big screen i was like ah, i cannot wait for this movie it is dune and the board game is dune imperium mm-hmm. dune imperium you have have you played it yet I don't think you've played I it. I don't think I have. Oh, worker placement plus deck building. We were talking about Dominion. We were talking about Rajas of the Ganges and Uwe. It's like, it's it just blends these two things, kind of like Lost Ruins of Arnak. Those kind of came out at the same time and they feel sim- similar. But this has Dune. So it's already like... It has the theme. Of course. I'm not that... I actually like Lost Ruins of Arnak's theme. Yeah. It's got that Indiana too. Jones, Tomb Raider theme. But so we should be getting mm. plenty of more copies of that. And the other big one that is, well, no, I, it's not a big box, small box. It's literally um, not a big box. Well, it's called. Super Mega Lucky Box. Super Mega Lucky Box. You can't call it a small box. It's a Super Mega Lucky Box. Okay. So we're getting more copies of that. So those are two that'll be at the store. So if, you, if you're looking out for those, one thing you could do is add it to your wish list on our website. And it uh, will send you an email to let you know when it's back in print. Or back of, not back in print, but back available at the store to pick up. All right, here are some games, brand new games that are going to be at the store quite, quite soon. This first one I think is, this sounds like Alyssa, this is Alyssa's jam, it's called Llama Land. Yama Yama Land. This is from Lookout Games, the designer is Phil Phil Walker Harding, your boy, maker of Gold and Silver and Uh, Super Mega Lucky, oh Silver and Gold, sorry, sorry. Uh, Silver and Gold and Super Mega Lucky Box, mm-hmm. um, Sushi Go. I mean, he's made a ton of great games. This one is Polyomino mm-hmm. Tiles. Ooh. I know. Polyomino Tiles. I'm a listening. And you're building out your little, like, uh, llama land <laughs> in front of you. It's not a better term. Building it out in front of you, and you're trying to put the Polyomino Tiles in a certain, you know, um, way. Like, not you're not trying to Tetris it, but you're trying to get parts of the domino. There's polyomino tiles to touch in certain ways but the wrinkle is is like you can place the polyomino tiles on top of other ones and when you cover up stuff you get those things so you're like trying to build a foundation and then cover up that foundation so you get bonuses looks Hmm. super super cool artwork might be getting to our table then yes the artworks from clement franz who did like all the the uwe rosenberg agricola Mm -hmm. caverna so it's that artist looks really cool and Anytime it says Phil Walker Harding, like the floor is so high for him mm-hmm. on his games. Like, like okay. I don't, he doesn't have a lot of like really, like the, the I, I think I said the last couple weeks ago, like his designs are like running through sprinklers. Like they're always going to be fun. Mm-hmm. They may not be deep. Like running through sprinklers is just, there's not like, why is it a, deep all the time? Right. Just something fun. It's just mm-hmm. enjoyable and fun. So that'll be coming out soon. Another one that we've talked about a couple different times, but, um, is Cascadia. It, my understanding was supposed to be here sooner, but it's, it keeps getting pushed again. There's a lot of transit issues right now internationally and, and stuff getting off of boats and, and harbors and stuff like that. So bear with everybody. All retailers and all distributors are dealing with it. So, um, But I do think you're going to like that game. It's got the tile placement, adjacency bonuses. It looks really, really good. Um, 
And we've also got another one we want to talk about that's coming to the store soon is Night of the Ninja from Brotherwise Games. This is a social deduction game. So this is David's jam. That's your jam. This is the, you're a liar. No, you're a liar. Oh my gosh. Of course you, you would say you that because you're a liar. off of that, man. Uh, I'm not the spy. You're the spy. That's what a spy would say. Well, that's what a person who's trying to make me look like a spy would say. I love, I don't know. It's like, I love people screaming at each other at the table, but it's just so and much I fun. And I shut down with that stuff. Oh, but that's how Alyssa sneaks past. She's like, I'm just going to be quiet. And then here's the thing. When I get quiet, everyone's like, David's a spy. David, David, why would David be quiet? David's never quiet. Exactly. But this is from the maker of a couple different games. He's worked on Ascension. He worked on Shards of Infinity. But this has, um, it looks like you could play, it says up to four to 11 players. Oh, wow. And it's, <laughs> and a single round can play out within five minutes. So it's quick. It's got that awesome, it says it appeals to everyone from novice gamers to social deduction enthusiasts. And the artwork looks insane. It's Every card features paper craft art, um, which has been hand cut and photographed to create a unique, evocative visual style. So this is like a like Thanksgiving a, gathering family game. Yeah. Where you've got different roles, different special abilities, where you're trying to figure out who's who. And then you're, you know, and it even says like assassinating another player. Like I think of like citadels and, mm-hmm. and, and werewolf and werewolf. See, I said werewolf, werewolf. Um, where you're trying to, but this has like a wrinkle where getting information is also important because you sometimes can play in teams. Oh, just, I'm all about it. I love social deduction games. And now that everybody's hopefully getting back to being able to play with more people at family gatherings, I just, these are the best. Cause you know, it's, it's very simple rules and it's, I am always impressed what social deduction games pull out of, in my opinion, introverted and shy people. You will get some some introverted people saying some interesting stuff like I am how you know what how dare you accuse me and they're totally lying through their teeth you're like wow you are really good at (laughs) (laughs) bluffing right we told Logan bluffing not lying Mm -hmm. um and then the final two we'll talk quickly about are the Merlin big box edition from Queen Games we're getting that this includes not just the base game but it also has the Arthur and recent Morgana expansion and then there's a I believe it's called uh Knights of the Round Table expansion too so it's got all of the expansions queen does this a lot like they, mm-hmm, have an, they do yeah escape the curse of the uh t- the cursed temple uh king kingdom oh god what's that game called um oh it's i'm drawing a blank it's kingdom the one by Rush? no 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 it's by donald vaccarino where you place the oh it's gonna it'll come to me but they do a lot of this big box um where they basically put all of the expansion so if you miss the base game and this sounds interesting you can pick up everything for it um, and then finally, Clash of Cultures, uh, monumental edition from WizKids Games. This is, um, they're bringing back the classic game from the designer. And I'm a big fan of um, his his pirate theme game, Merchants and Marauders. It is Christian Markison. I'm, again, I'm terrible at names, so sorry. But uh, it's, it's a 4X style game. You got the, let me see if I can remember all of it. Exploit, Expand, Exterminate, and... Can Explore. Good job. <sighs> Got them all. Um, so yeah, that's coming as well. All right. So that's a lot. I know we got a lot. Again, waves and waves and waves of games. And of course, now we got all the witchy games, and we got Witchstone. You got Whirling Witchcraft, which will be here soon. So lots of cool games to pick up uh, for your Halloween game night. 
So the next thing we're going to talk about, do you want to do Stump David with a question or do you want to get to the the Ooh, next? Okay, let's do Stump David. All right. So here's the trivia. Trivia. We did this last week and yes. I got it in four clues. Yes. So I think I can get it in three. I'm going to I'm gonna bet three. So the way this game in works three? is uh, okay. we, we, we talk about this all the time. Alyssa will come up to me and she'll say, oh my gosh, we I want to play this one game. And then she'll give me like very vague clues about what it is and I have to try to figure out what the game she's talking about. She's not very good at remember. By the way, not only are you not good at remembering the names of games, I'll put you on blast right now. <laughs> but you give like unique names to things, like you call role player roll call, right? And you yes. call other game. You make like names. And so she was like, "I want to play roll call." I was like, "I don't have a game called roll call." She's like, "We played it." Oh my it. gosh, that game where you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So not only am I like thrown off by her unique name that she gives the game, but she doesn't give particularly. A- detailed clues so we've made now made a game out of it that i can play as well as you listeners so this is going to give a clue well, and it's then that a, and also david i like the get you know feels name. like he knows no that's not l- <laughs> go ahead put me on blast now i feel like i know games i feel like i know you, board games you do i know a lot of games you i'm passionate about it but let's let's start it off so what's your so you're going to give me a clue and then i'm gonna i think i can get the game in three clues um, we were talking about earlier. She's like, what about if I tell you the design? I was like, no, that's, that's, that's too, too easy. easy. Unless it's like Reiner Canizia. Oh, wait, sorry. Are you even looking over here? No, Dr. Reiner Canizia. Sorry. Um, unless it, they have like over a hundred games, I'll probably, probably get it. But you're going to give me a clue. I'll try to, I think I can get it in three clues. Okay. So last week we did a bet. It was three didn't. and I had to get it four clues. And you didn't get it. I got it on the fourth clue. But you didn't get it. So you had to get me a coffee. Yes, that's true. Okay. Are we doing the same bet? No. Okay. Now I what? Feel... Chocolate croissant? No, 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 no. I can get that on my own. <laughs> no joke. Um, If you do not get it within three clues. Oh, man. You'll have to go and pick out another Halloween decoration to put no, in the frame. I knew that was coming. I was the like, there's going to be another Jack Skellington in front of my house. And it has to be something fun okay. for the front yard. All right. Sounds delightful. (laughs) Alyssa wants to put so many holes in our house. Can you hang this? Can you attach this? Continue. What is your first clue? So that I can hope to not attach more things to the house. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give you the game, the the game description. Oh, like on the back of the box? Just a little, just a little excerpt. Okay, go for it. I think this might be helpful. Oh, God. You're going to say something super I think I'm helping you a little bit too much here. Go ahead, go ahead. It is a time of farming and war, broken hearts and rusted gears. Oh, that's too easy. Innovation and valor. Got it. Really? That's too easy? Scythe. Is it scythe? Wow. Rusted gears? Time of farming and war? That's the only game with farming and war in... Okay, this isn't necessarily... You just ruined... You broke the game. (laughs) You made it too easy. Here's the thing. So I... I love the artwork from Scythe and like the, I have the art book. Like I love all of that stuff. So I got deep into that Kickstarter when it came out. Like I, I dig Scythe. Like, so you were, that's not a good one. You gotta go, you gotta go, wow. you gotta find something more vague. Sorry to ruin your game, but that was too easy. I was almost going to be like, I'll wait till the second, but I was like, no, it's too easy. When you said rusted gears because of the mechs and stuff, that was too, maybe next week. So no Jack Skellington in front of my house, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Well, no, I shouldn't say no more. <laughs> no Sally in front of my house from Nightmare Before Christmas. All right. Good job. Thank you. You'll have to work harder. How many clues did you actually write down? Not that many. Okay, good. I, I would have felt bad if you were like four or five. <laughs> mm. 
All right. So we talked about this a little last week on something we wanted to do. And we are calling this segment, what are we calling it? I wrote it down. Mm, board game superstar. Superstar. So we wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about either like a designer or an artist or even like some type of contributor or influencer in the board gaming space or hobby board gaming space and just kind of talk, look up some stuff about them, talk about them, talk about some of maybe the games that you haven't heard from them or give you an understanding as to their pedigree of games that they've made or worked on or just what they're up to and, and why you should be familiar with these board game superstars. <laughs> so we teased it earlier. This week we are highlighting Marcus and Inca Brand. Yes. I mean, go ahead. The married couple. Yeah, I can't imagine working with, with your him. wife. That sounds horrible. I know. It sounds, it sounds awful. <laughs> How do they do it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I've been saving that joke all podcast. <laughs> uh, oh. Yes, they ha- they they got married. It was in 2000, and they started making games, it looks like, in 2006. We they both- met in 99. Oh, wow. So, Alyssa. Okay, so here's here's the... So, when we talked about doing this, go ahead. I'm I want like, some background. Okay, we're going to do... You know, uh, a designer corner. We're going to talk about them. We'll just give like five to ten like cool <laughs> things about them. Games they've highlighted, you know, how they started. David's like, I need a book report. Have you watched this? Have you watched it? I'm like, oh my gosh. Now I'm nervous about it. So now you you folks know I, I cracked the whip. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, they, so now he, you want it? I got it. Let's go. Talk to me about Marcus and Inca brand. So they met at a wedding in 1999. <laughs> Look, oh my God, I didn't. Okay, social security number, favorite. And favorite. the thing they had in common was board games. Okay. So like everybody who There's goes a to a wedding. somewhere, somewhere where he's like, and everything is um, not transcribed, transcribed because they're, you know, um, they don't, like everything is, all the interviews for them are yeah. in, yeah, their the, native language. So yeah. it's transcribed. But he said, you know, the only, you know, the only thing that, kept us together or made us work is that we both liked board games in the beginning that's how they fell i think of like when you ever get invited to a wedding where you don't know the people that you sit that you don't know any of the anybody at the table you've been sat at and you're like please let me find something in common with another person so i'm sure when they're like oh they go to the buffet and get more (laughs) yeah just go get more (laughs) go to the bar and it's open bar just keep drinking No, no so from there and then they got in um invited to um a workshop for cosmos Okay. Where you play test games. They still do a lot of that. A lot of the publishers yeah. will invite, um, like, invite, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know enough about the publishing side of things, but I would imagine there's not like a need for good ideas, but I definitely think there's probably a need for good design. Yeah. So like the, everybody has an idea for a board game. Like I got like four or five of them. I'm not going to tell. I, <laughs> that's extreme. I don't know. I'm saying, but I don't know how to implement those ideas in yeah. a, in an actual board game design. Okay. The so, mechanic part of it, right? True. It's a lot. Of course it is. You have um, to have a particular... It's like people who make line puzzles. Like, what? Who makes a line puzzle? And these guys are... They have that kind of brain. Because we'll talk about some of the games You have to be make. very... Um, the intellectual level for yeah, I think designing. So. It's one thing to, game. like, solve a puzzle. It's another thing to make a to, puzzle yes. that's hard to solve. Mm-hmm. That's, ins- that's like you're, you know, 10 steps ahead. So they met at a wedding. Yes. They got invited to a... The invitation to the Cosmos workshop. Okay. Yeah, and then they play tested. And they said there that they were, um, you know, told and inspired by, like, hey, guys, you know, 
go do your own thing to design yourself. Try try on your own to do it too. Right. So that inspired them. And literally just driving home from that, they're like, let's do it. That's so cool. And that's how it all began. So that was 99. Keep that in mind. Okay. It took them um, seven, years? seven years to have their first published. And she'll, in um, Inca is no, has been known to say, you know, we had a l- door shut in our face a lot. Of course. A lot of no, 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 no. She's like, it took us seven, you know, to finally get published and be recognized. And she's like, that was, you know, the best thing ever. Right. And I think it was probably a lot more difficult to find to get published. I mean, I think of now with like self-publishing on Kickstarter, like you can get a lot of funding right off, even before you actually, you have an idea and you have a design maybe, or maybe even like an alpha print of something. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in those days, you had to go get, you had to get somebody to trust that your game was good enough that it could be published and make money, right? Otherwise, I'm not going to, you know, pay for... Well, it's always the next. Is this going to make... Right, of course. It's, the, mean... it's the art versus the business side of things so so they're fr- one of their their first well, game got published y- yes and, and they're they like i said earlier they cut their teeth my understanding is they cut their teeth on like kids games that was like their first kind of they, they were focusing on on kids games my best understood their first game was big big dinosaur game right well yes. it's in german so yeah they, There's, they have a do have a lot of um a lot of it's cos uh cosmos but they have a lot of hobby games too kids games that they're all in german yeah, and they didn't translate it. They're not, no. I, as far as I can tell, there's not, there's, there's like, a, a lot of the, the kids' games that ended up winning awards mm-hmm. got got translated well, and sure. pulled over to them. Well, they, there's still a lot there's that There's a don't. lot, though, that have Germans do. They, they have, you think we have a lot of games? They're not fooling around in Germany. <laughs> but go ahead. So, um, so they, if you want to know where do you, where, if you had to think, all these brilliant games that we all love originate from and come together and, are designed. Where do you think that takes place? Uh, I have no like like. Where do they like an Area Fifty One? Like where a, do they design <laughs> their games? Where does that all happen? I would think at their kitchen table, right? Wow, you were just ruining everything in the. Oh, I'm not trying to. I was gonna say like on a train because like everybody comes up with good ideas on trains. I think, not like ruining, Harry, but I'd be like Harry Potter was written on a train. I Mickey didn't think Mouse came think up that. on a train. Okay, yeah, literally their kitchen table. They yeah. design all their games at their kitchen table. They leave. A box there are like pens and paper so whenever they have an idea they write it down and put it there that's cool that's where all the magic happens i assume a lot of board game, de- board game designers they're like they have a chalkboard that looks like from the beautiful mind it's mm-hmm. just got like algorithms and equations listed all over it, and people walk in and they're i like, think this it's person matheson yeah <laughs> like yeah the red the red yarn running from one to the other yeah i think that's the kind of brain you have to have for that but it makes sense that a lot of this stuff is is and I, I guarantee when you're seeing their prototypes, it looks like it's just pieces of cardboard or chits or like even pieces of paper that end up becoming these amazing designs later so, on in the artwork and all of that stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, of course, they both do the design together, you know, all the, the, uh, the idea and whatnot. They put that together. But um, so then what they'll do, Inca then works on the prototypes and contacting, doing all, she does all that side of it. And Marcus runs an insurance agency during the day. So it's not even his day job. I'm sure it is maybe now, but maybe at the beginning. I don't know. You looked no, up more still... of this. Oh, geez. Wow. Well, good for him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, a, you know, how they kind of run their, their, their operation. Boat, their operation. If that's you will. awesome. Their main play tester. I found this. I, I thought this was really cool. They have two kids, Marcus and Emily. And everything first goes through Emily. And if she doesn't like it, it gets trashed. 
It's like a no-go. It doesn't even go to a test group. She's the uh, she's the stopper. She's like, no, nope, not going to happen. This she's, is a hard pass. Yeah, she's not, older. She's like, in, like, yeah, older teen. Yeah. That's cool. So well, like, she's grown up on she's it. She's 18 so or something. So yeah. she can, she kind of. I, I love would, it though. It's like, nope, she says. Not going to happen. And they trust her enough. Like she has that much. It just blows me away that they have enough designs that they're, that they're just, they can just, if something doesn't work, they can just go into the next one. That's mm-hmm. amazing. You talked about test groups earlier. Like they talk about how they do their test. They will literally, they, and maybe this is for a lot of people, they go into, they always have six test groups. They used to, and they will come to their house, their kitchen table and play it. Um, and then for their kids ones, they go to kindergarten classrooms. Oh, that's so cool. Those kindergartners get first yeah. peek at But hence, I mean, they can't do that right now, obviously, with the pandemic. They sure. haven't been able. Yeah. So it's all gone to online. And they've said how they have to start. They've been studying people's reactions. Wow. Because they're not there with them anymore to watch people's. Um, yeah, their physical reaction of like if the kids are enjoying it or if they're kind of like, eh, next, let's do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So see? it's like a whole different. See, that's that's Fine. some range. We talk about like Vlado Shavato and his range. Like think about going from like a kid's game, like a kindergarten to like the Rajas of the Ganges. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or Rajas of the Ganges. It's like, that's a pretty wide range of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they obviously st- were, they cut their teeth on the kid's games. They ended up winning an award for the Enchanted Tower, I think is what it was called in 2000. And I want to say it's 2007. What was like after they got their first game published. That ended up coming to the U.S. and they continued to make lots and lots of games. Oh, so many games, and then they have um. Why I said I want to touch back on earlier when you said one of my favorite games for them was Rajas of the Ganges, and yeah. I said I don't believe you. I know you love that one a lot, but I feel like your passion for their games is the Exit games. I do. That's why I said I don't believe you. I love so they. This is impressive. So they won an award. They won the Kenner Spiel. Ken- for yeah. for the exit, they I think they picked the first three that they came out with um, that won the award. Here's a random fact, yeah. which you probably <laughs> go ahead. So, the exit game surpassed Monopoly as become the number one most successful board game brand. I wonder if that's by units so sold. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's not. Per, I mean, I guess Monopoly's pretty cheap, so that's that I'm is impressive. Sure. Well, I guess I don't know for sure, but yeah, there's so a now lot Monopoly's of, number two, and it, that the brand of Exit is number wow. one. Wow! And my understanding is there's a ton of Exit games. I want to say there's at least like fifteen, or they're probably pushing to the, twenty. The brands so they could make their living off of the Exit game. There, it's endless. They sold last year in 2020, which obviously I know a lot of people play more games. One point five million copies. One point five million copies of the Exit just games. in 2020. Wow. So if you don't haven't played the exit games, they are a escape room style game where you it's a one and done. So you're going to be like ripping up components. You're going to be cutting things up. You're going to be folding things. You're going to be ripping things out of a page. But which I remember when I first played it, I was like always like adverse to like even the like le- legacy style games. I'm like, what do you want me to do to my game? You want me to no. And I'm like, give me those scissors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's like, let's wrap it up. I'm like, no, wait, hold on. Are we cutting the right things? If we mm-hmm. cut this, we can't put it back together. Um, but I, I remember playing the first three and just being like blown away. Like, wow. Like how much they get out of those games and the puzzles that are in those games. But what I think is even more impressive at this point is they've come out with, I want to say it's upward of 15 different exit games, different, um, settings. And I think they've designed every single one of them. They have. That's insane. Most like, I, I don't even think the, like there's another series of, uh, escape room games called unlock mm-hmm. and my understanding is they have different designers for different i think of like time time stories is another one they had different designers for different 
uh, modules or expansions, whatever you want to call them. But for the brands to have done every single one of the exits is alone enough to probably be like board game hall of fame. But that's not the only designs that they've done. We we talked about their kids games, but yeah. some of their other more they've that that have been nominated and won the Kennerspiel, which is the German connoisseur game or strategy game of the Emmy, year. The Emmys of yeah, essentially yeah, Emmys of board games. The Emmys of board games. But they won for uh, a game called Village, which yes, we have. That's um, a good game. Excellent game. It's been out of print in the U.S. for quite some time, but it is a worker placement game where you have generations of workers. The workers have numbers on them. Mm -hmm. And like you have your first generation workers and eventually those workers, there's a time element to the game and the workers die. They talk about that, how they're the first, like a game to actually touch on that subject. Of like actual human death. In a gentle, like a nice. Well, the concept is, is like there's a place in the game where you get married and you have a kid. And so then you have Mm -hmm. these, then you get to take out the meeples that have the number two on them. But what's really cool is like when the, when the worker, when the meeples, the generation, like let's say a generation meeple dies, there's a little graveyard. Mm-hmm. Now there's also a chronicle book. And so like you put the person in this chronicle book, you get bonus points for it. And it's this concept of like, these are the things this person is remembered for. It's kind of sweet. Like it's they silly. It I'm getting like, kind of like, oh, it's elegantly made. Yeah, for sure. They, they deal with, I mean, there's a lot of death in board games. I mean, like I killed yeah. your person, but to deal with it in this way where, right. You're, you know, it's, it's like your farm hands and you're building buildings and mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're turning resources into others, other things. Um, it's excellent. Like I said, it's a little hard to get a hold of. I think you can play it on a, on like tabletop simulator or tabletopia there. It's available there. There may still be copies available, but it hasn't been like available for distribution for us to carry. But I remember playing that and I was like, this isn't, this is amazing. Like, and it's, it's, it has, like I said, it's that quaint kind of sweet thing of, oh, this person died, but now they're in this Chronicle book and everyone will remember them for all the good things that they did. And they're, they're you know, the next generation. And you get to like three or four uh, generation of of meeples as you keep playing. Uh, another one that we have of their designs is a roll and write. Mm, St. Malo? Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. St. Malo is a roll and write from them, which was well before the big wave of the... There's lots and lots of rolling rights now. We talked yes. about Fleet the Dice Game. We talked about Clever Series. We talked about Welcome To. We've talked about, um, oh God, I'm trying to think of some other ones. There's even games that have been other games that they've turned into rolling rights. Wouldn't uh, Railroad like Inc.? Railroad Inc. There's a there's a ton of rolling rights out now. But this one was came out well before all of those, and it uses a dry erase board. Yes. And so you're, you're... So make sure you're not erasing with your arm when you're writing. Yeah. I, I'm, how do you, yeah, honestly, how do you feel? Do you like the dry erase versus the sheets or do you? No, you, because I'm, I am. You erase? All over the board and I am clumsy <laughs> and I don't know what my left is doing my right. So that, no. I like it because I, I always, I get worried. I, eventually we like laminate the last two sheets and so it ends up being that anyways, but. Yeah, I just gotta be more careful. But this, I, I, it really, it's a simple design. Again, most of their designs are very simple to learn, but there's definitely a, I like this game. I'm not good at it. I've never won. No, you're, and you're usually really good at the rolling mm-hmm. rights, but um, you're building like um, your little providence, but you've also got to like protect yourself from invading pirates. And so I think that's mm-hmm. where you get kind of messed up. You're always just trying to build stuff out. And then like these hoarders. Kind you don't of, know where I get messed hoarders, up. You're not in my brain. 
Get out of here. So then, of course, we talked about they made the exit games. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, you said exit again. So really quick, because my book report, yes. I feel like... Get all the details y'all out. are going to get all this information because Dave and me do a book report. So y'all it's have to bear with me too. I'm excited. I didn't know any of this. Go oh, ahead. That it's makes cool. Me happy. I hope it's all right. Oh, I, I think it <laughs> no, is. No, it is. I, I promise it is. Um, so the escape rooms, when they originally brought the idea to Cosmos, they were already thinking of that idea. Sure. And we're starting to look for, they're like, yeah, we're, but so like, the, um, Marcus is saying like, we were at the right place, the right time. Of course. And jumped on. Cause they're like, do you think you could envision this and do it? They're like, Yes. We can do this. Give this to us. It's awesome. And history. And you want to know what the research was, which I know, obviously, they've um, they've gone to over 38 um, escape rooms. Oh, well, then. You would love that. I, I do. I actually did an escape room for. Um, I've never done one. No, no. I made one for. Remember when I. I, I so I oh did it for gosh, my office. Oh, my gosh. I need to change out the locks. You're in. You're too much. Yeah, I did this thing. At, so <laughs> my office. <laughs> We, I, I went into the office in the middle of the night and switched all the locks. So the in, locks were on the in inside of the conference room. And so I did this thing and I like left a voicemail on our, on our voicemail service, which could have been bad if someone called it because <laughs> it was like a, you know, they had to, anyways, I set up we this like, whole elaborate didn't thing. Didn't we like draw a, we drew something on the whiteboard in the conference room. Yes. And then he, yes. and then he raced it, but there was a way to, we did it with a marker where mm-hmm. if you wiped it in a certain way, it would come back. We did all this cool and there's stuff. There's another clue. You could go find it. It was like in the refrigerator. You had to go f- and then put it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that goes with, yeah. Oh, and that you had was- to like, you had to burn something and then burn it in a certain way or bring heat to it. And H- this, this has HR, like <laughs> not happy with you all over it. I'm like you have to have fire and I'm going to lock you, you inside this. You change the locks. You turn <laughs> around so you can't get out of the room. But I was, I, honestly, I was inspired by a lot of these exit unlock escape mm-hmm. room games because they're, they're just fun it's fun to solve puzzles especially if you're working together mm-hmm. i think the exit games do a good job of they give you a number of puzzles to do at once so if you want to play with a larger group of people um at the same time i think why theirs has been so successful is they have hint cards so if you get stuck you can take a hint card and then they have, i think they even have like two hints mm-hmm. and then the solution yes so that's a really good thing for because sometimes it it just doesn't click. Like sometimes I'm playing these exit games and I'm like, and it's always the obvious. Of course it is. When we do it, we're like, oh, you've got to be kidding yeah. me. But I we have had some moments. I'm not going to give anything away about those games because they're fantastic. Is I remember playing one specifically. It was the it was the sunken treasure one. It was like the the one that's themed with like a, a sunken treasure. Mm-hmm. I remember playing that with you, and I specifically remember this like moment where we were just like, oh my goodness, like wow. For you to have, like, for the designers to have pulled off that little trick was... I tip my hat to you. That was like a, holy moly, how how could you even think that? Like, and it's, their designs, especially those escape rooms, are impressive because they put, there's so much variability. It's not just a puzzle. So it's, I don't want to, it's just, there's a lot that goes into those, that when you're playing the games, mm-hmm. and for them to know that a certain percentage of people always get it like that, that leading people to the right place. Mm-hmm. It's is, an art. It's amazing. It's, it's, um, they, but they're at that. That's a game that's um, when we go away on a vacation mm-hmm. trip, there's always an exit in our suitcase. Yeah. Ones is there not? Yeah. Ones we haven't played. Yeah. There's, and like I said, there's so many of them. Yeah. And there, I haven't played, I've played some that I've enjoyed the theming more. Like there's an Egyptian one, which is pretty cool. There's mm-hmm. a, uh, polar station one. So there's, there's all different types. Oh, there's, there's different themes for different ones, but they're, they're all like that escape room style. Um, and they even came out with one called catacombs of horror, which is like a bigger and like takes two sessions to play through yes. it. 
Um, and I think they're going to end up doing obviously more of them if it's crushing monopoly. Of course you got to make more of these. Um, but I want to talk about some of their other games. So they came out with, we talked about Rajas of the, the Ganges or Rajas of the Ganges. Excellent game. They also came out with a legacy style game called Rise of Queensdale. Yes. Um, which has a plunger in it. It's one of the, it's a little tiny plunger to pick up the tiles. They are uh, cute. I like that they, not necessarily ahead of the curve, I guess with the exit, they were ahead of the curve, but they, they, they bring in other, they see what's popular and they kind of put their spin on it. I, you know, I, I appreciate that because not every designer has to, every game has to like reinvent the wheel or do something I've never seen. But if you can take something that I really enjoy and make it more streamlined, more easy to play and, and better than I'm all for it. So board game superstars, right? They're, they're up there for my favorite top designers. Yeah. And they're, it's a married couple. I think, it's that's, just, I think that's so cool. Right. Yeah. It's cool. It's super, super cool. And the fact that he's still doing insurance, if that's true, that's insane. That's I'm like insane. 99.9. He's like, oh, yeah. I, be, I beat Monopoly as my, my side hustle. That's what I do as a side hustle is I crush Monopoly. Like, geez Louise, dude. Like, anyway. But speaking of Monopoly and giving out free money. <gasps> You guys, we've talked about it. We said we were going to do contests. We are doing a contest tonight. All right. So we, if you've listened, faithful listener, through this entire podcast, we are doing a contest. Mm-hmm. And what is the contest, Alyssa? Oh, me. Um, You're the one giving away the money. true. So. so what we're going to do is, since we highlighted our superstars for tonight, we want you wonderful listeners, people, to email us at tabletopmerchant at gmail.com and let us know your favorite um game from them if you've played marcus from marcus and inca brand or if there's one that's on your radar and you really want to play of theirs and email us and in the subject line just put mm-hmm. the word contest just a contest easy for us even to find. if you don't put contest we'll still find it i know it's not a big deal it just makes it easier the reason i was because we're going to take all of the emails we're yes. going to fishbowl it we're going to fishbowl it and then we'll draw somebody and next week we'll let is next a week yeah next week we'll do the po- we'll do good. it on the podcast yeah. we'll, we'll name the winner and what will they win um a 25 dollar gift card to tabletopmerchant.com. No, to Starbucks. <laughs> that, would be, yes, that would be weird. Start. And we just gave like a gift card out to some other <laughs> establishment. That'd be great. But <laughs> it will be, so you can, you can actually buy one of the, you can buy a couple exit games with that, or you mm-hmm. can put it towards buying Rajas the Ganges, which just came back and we have them now available. So if, if that game sounds it's interesting. Whatever you want to do. Yes, 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 yes. So. So good luck. Let's do like Marcus and Inca and exit. This podcast, da, 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 da. you get it? No? Okay, that was pretty bad. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I uh, love you. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Bye. You have a joke this week? Yeah. All right, what's your joke? Um, what is a witch's favorite thing at school? Spelling. <laughs> I have another one. You have another one? <laughs> You're killing it. What else you got? Why does a duck have to cover their butt quack?